Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Holy crap, that was quick. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is... I guess it's Captain Cutoff time. Oh, sorry. I was excited. Phil was back on. Hello and welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my brother and co-host, Jesse Gleason. Hi. Uh, And with us back again, finally, is Phil Jakes. Yeah, we kept your song warm for you. How is it going in... Florida. It feels like it's Florida up here, for God's sakes. It's it's been toasty. I bet. <laughs> Ninety mid nineties every day so far this week. Well, last week and this week now. I think we had the last two days where it was near ninety. So yeah, we're feeling it. Yeah, but it's been a dry heat. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. <laughs> no, it absolutely hasn't. Raining I hate that phrase. It's always hot. It's always hot. If oh. hot hot is hot. I don't care what you say. Oh, it's dry heat. No, who cares? It's hot. It's freaking hot. For our YouTube audience who probably just joined us because we got demonetized for using copyrighted content, welcome back to the show. Um, because Good evening. We drink beer and listen and talk racing. So just a go. just a bunch of guys sitting around drinking beer, talking racing, just like you would in the parking lot at the end of the night. That's the premise of the show. Yeah, I don't know what Phil's not, drinking. It not beer. Like Arnold Palmer. What is that? Rum and Coke. <laughs> yes, disguised in the Arnold Palmer can. Ah, I get it. Ah, yes. Anyway. Yeah, because I listened to the YouTube uh, show last week, and it kind of started off because we had a whole bunch of copyrighted content that we'd get demonetized for, so they just kind of chop it off. How much money could Sid it was like possibly two and a half. get? Oh, it's got to be something. It's got to be maybe thirty cents for it, it, without the content, all original content. <laughs> well, you know what? It's two and a half minutes where the audience is like, "Well, that was a weird start to the show." So, welcome YouTube audience. How are you? Yeah. Anyway, we usually start the program off with personal updates, and since we haven't. Uh, at all raced since i think phil hasn't raced since probably february uh and yeah february 6th phil you've been yeah but you've been busy though and um i gotta say i'm not i don't know i i, I have some questions for you and i just want you to answer me honestly yes is there somebody else <laughs> is there another podcast that you've, you've been, been on? on and talking to nope, is there just been bu- what just been busy just been busy with what girls? Ew. Women? Ew. Girlfriends? Ew. That's the gayest stuff I've ever heard. Ew. Hey. She's she's going out with girlfriends. That's gay. Ew. She's probably a little better than me at eye racing too, which is the scary part. <laughs> I don't that's think that's scary. a stretch. That is scary. If she joins the league, then then we're then we're all doomed because you're pretty I good think at I'm that too. Have a so. tomorrow night. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh great. Okay, so yeah, personal update. Okay, uh, I haven't done anything. Jesse, you done anything? No. Okay. No, mine is... Oh, wait. I got one. I power washed my tow rig. That's why we were late starting today. So sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so we might as well jump straight into it because we had something drop this past weekend, which is probably one of the most important things to happen to short track racing in a very long time for media-wise, I should say. And that was the documentary on the life and career of Ted Christopher, that Bonsatufa and the Stafford Speedway cast, or staff, I should say, um, 
helped with. And if you haven't seen it yet, head on over to, I think it's on Stafford Speedway's YouTube page, and yes. clear two hours and 21 minutes from your life and bring at least two or three Kleenex with you. Get a drink, get a get a get a, a little snack for you. Sit down and watch the whole thing. Don't don't stop. Watch the whole thing. Phil, you've seen it, right? Yep, yeah. I saw it today. Yeah, it, it it's actually the two hours. It's not a long time. It's kind of like it's actually. It reminds me a lot of the way that uh, part six of the Speed Bowl documentary went because it's a very fast. It's it goes by quickly. You you have that suspension of disbelief that you you're not aware that you're watching a documentary at all. You're just totally focused and it captures your attention to it. So well, it, it goes by very quickly. There's a lot of stuff packed into that two and a half hours also. Yes. So you got to pay attention and you want to pay attention because from a technical, from storyboarding the storyline of his life and career to the technical execution of it and everything it is uh, it's a very professional job. It's oh, yeah, it, from start to finish. There's not really much that I could even say. It's like, oh, if I did this, it'd be done. No. No, they did a really great job with this documentary. There's only one question that I have for Bonsa that I didn't even really bother to DM with them and whatnot, but I just kind of want to know, uh, you know, since he's good at doing it, um, if you're good at doing something, why would you do it for free? <laughs> and and I, I, I suppose that's – an old friend said that, but that was actually, I think, from the Joker from Batman to Dark Knight. But was he's it? nobody's friend But mm, that's fair. who said that. But any, anyway, if you're good at doing something, why do it for free? I, I just I, – I'm just curious. It's not a critique or being critical of him because he, you know, he did a fantastic job and – blew thousands of people's minds with the job that he did with the documentary. But I just want to know why he didn't do it for free. Why he didn't have like a, uh, something to do with flow racing or, or anything like that. They have films on flow. You can cut a deal before you even make the documentary. That's how normal documentaries are done is before you even begin production of it. You get a, you get kind of, you, you get it stole before you even make it. So, uh, and plus he, he is kind of like in a national, interest within it so that's just my question well, I, mean, I i consider it a gift to the racing fan you know yeah it is but do we deserve it i mean if you're I mean, uh, he should a lot be, of people don't but a lot of people do and that's but i why think i it. think it's not about a gift to us i think he does he deserves it more hmm. as far as getting rewarded for it for his efforts i'm sure that'll lead to something better like more more down the line or so, let's just rephrase that I it'll mean, lead to more down the line I mean, how many Richie Evans documentaries have you ever seen on YouTube and everything? And whether it be Speed or NBC Sports has done one or Fox Sports. It doesn't really matter. Everybody's always used him as like kind of a, a way to get into documentary. Make a film anyway about short track racing. So I don't know. Why not get <laughs> rewarded with Teddy too? That's just my question. That's all. Well, because you're going to gain a lot more. And I hate to say this, but you're going to gain a lot more exposure doing it this way. And you're going to get, like I said, it's more of a gift to the people who knew him, to the people who watched him, to the people who cheered or booed for him. It's a, it's an insight into the life, and it was, I think, probably better this way. But yeah, I get that. It's like, oh, if you're if you're good, you know, don't do it for free. But um, sometimes you got to start 
at free. But that's we're not even critiquing that. We're just saying that just to, you know. I mean, I just wish that he got <laughs> rewarded more than just vocal and, and crit- critical praise. Yeah. Okay, which he, so richly, he deserves critical praise. Yeah, that's basically what we're saying. Is enough, that but we're saying it's that good that it deserves more than the accolades from afar, basically. I mean, Sid did his documentaries technically for free, but he got sponsorship through it. Hmm. So he didn't really do it for free. But it was kind of the best that he could do with kind of a limited, more limited audience or whatnot, or best avenue that we can go down, selling the DVDs and and everything of that nature. But, uh, yeah, this is a big one. You don't really get that much bigger. So, but it was fantastic. But the thing is, is I, I want just hope. I hope he gets rewarded with karma anyway. You know, God bless the guy. Oh, I'm sure. You know, I'm God sure. Bless him. You know, the, again, it, this uh, is again, this is absolutely not a critique in any way. Absolutely not. This is Bonza's video bonanza. Yeah, we're it's saying really it. Good. We're saying it's so good it deserves more than just praise. Yeah, essentially, that's how good this thing really is. Now, I really wanted to have yeah. Bonza on, but he literally just did another local podcast. So I said, you know what? I'll let them have it for now. I won't step on their toes. I won't give away something for free. Um, let them have that one for a bit. I'm sure we'll get Bonsa on here at some point right. very soon. Um, again, I just wanted to be a little bit professionally I mean, Blogger courteous. Boy charges for his podcast. He don't do them for free. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that's his livelihood, too. And that's a lot and of people. Blame, whatever. A lot of people do that. If they have a podcast, they'll have a separate one or they'll post it on there to make money off it so that they can cover expenses for hosting and, you know, other different equipments and stuff. So Joe Rogan a, don't. Joe Rogan doesn't because he makes so much money on listens and, and advertisements that he doesn't need to. Monkey, and, monkey well, he made mo- millions and millions and millions of dollars selling to um, Spotify. So. Look at him now. You know <laughs> he didn't need to. He got it in the end, and he's still getting it. So what we what do we get? Um, thumbs up, I guess. <laughs> we got three thumbs up on YouTube last week, and we got one thumbs down. So at least we got one hater out there. That's great. So someone's drinking the haterade. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's great. Um, I was, you know. Again, I posted it on Twitter. I said it was fantastic work of art. I don't know if it comes. I don't know if like a video project or, or something of that nature could come with higher praise that I could really think of than call, calling something a work of art. Uh, but it was fantastic. It was a masterpiece. I found zero faults with it. Um, I was actually quite honored and humbled that one of my shots from when we were filming Sid's view uh, made it into that that documentary and uh I'd, i think i'd posted that on twitter and i'd said that you know the, the shot of teddy running out on the racetrack after mike jr won his first race that was my shot and i guess that's my little claim to fame on this one but uh i just thought i thought it was a cute shot back in the day when i did it and i'm glad that i had the frame of mind to do it but i never really understood how much it would mean further on down the road but not that much further down the road and i'm glad i got it it's just one of those things where you look back and you're like i'm just glad that happened and that was my 10 seconds of mention on that but i'm i'm just humbled that i was even a part of it in any small sense of the word so and i know um sid was on it for interviews and provided a lot of footage for him and it really helped uh tell the story incredibly well so yeah um, there was a lot of stuff on there i i grew up here 
or up there. Uh, but I didn't really go to the short tracks until I was a little older. So there's a lot of stuff about Ted that I learned in that that I didn't know about. I didn't know anything about his go-karting or how he got started. Yeah, I mean, I'd heard about some, but I, I knew that he got into modifieds a lot earlier than I uh, was watching racing. You know, I think it was the mid-'80s. I mean, I was born in the early 80s, and I, I didn't start going until probably the late 80s or early 90s. So, I mean, he was already racing by then, so I didn't well, know. We were at Waterford in the late 80s. And he didn't yeah. do a heck of a lot at Waterford. I knew he ran Burnt's father's car for a little bit down there, and I remember watching him, and you know. But his bread and butter was definitely Stafford mm-hmm. and uh, Thompson, and... Then he started moving to the tour. But if you watch the, you know, watch the documentary, you'll see that. But yeah, I mean, I didn't even know about the the myst, mystic, uh, um, yeah, the mystique racing deal. Oh, mystique. Oh, yeah. uh, Jess, wasn't there a small video or documentary done on Jimmy Galante, a news story or something about him? Yeah, there's a few of them. The range, what, what based on the news or like a like a. ENG I remember, or whatever. I remember seeing a video about Jimmy Galante and his racing ventures and how it, you know, came and went and how he's doing today and stuff. I just don't for the life of me remember where I saw it now. Yeah, I can't remember it. But no. it's nice to see Jimmy's doing well. Yeah. Know. That's whatever, you know. What do you go to jail for? It was like tax evasion or something like Racketeering that? Racketeering and tax evasion. Ah. Tax evasion is not a crime. That's his money to begin with. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Taxation is theft, people. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, Teddy was one of those guys where I was growing up, and I would both, it just depended on the day, cheer or boo him. You know? Mm-hmm. It was fun to boo him just because, but it was also fun to cheer him when everybody else was booing him just because. Well, some you of know, the moves, was... <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was a great friggin' move. Oh, yeah. And then some of the things was like, what the hell are you doing? You didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, all the time. I remember uh, being at Thompson, and you'd always cheer for the guy who fought back against him, you know, because he would come charging through the field with the bumper and knocking guys out of the way with the Mystique car. And I remember James Savali had enough of it and punted him in turn three, and the crowd went freaking nuts. <laughs> they were on their feet. Yeah. Oh, it was a great time. We were, I think even I was cheering, and I don't even know if I <laughs> am a Savali fan. I'm just like, yeah, go get him. You know, it was just a great show. He, he, every time he was on the track, whether you loved or hated him, he put on a show. You know, and yeah, I know it came at the expense of some guys' race cars and parts and stuff along the way. And you know, you can hold the guy up on a pedestal after he's gone, but uh, he was a good show. You know, it, good or bad, whatever your opinion, it was just a fun time to watch him. You know, uh, I have, I think there was, uh, I think I'd shared this on the podcast before, but I think Phil, you were probably there for this one. I don't remember, but we were sitting on the pit wall with George, uh, Bissett, mad dog yeah. himself, big mad dog. Were you there? Yeah, I was there that day. We were BSing with, with old man Bissett, not his kid, not mad pup. The, the mad dog himself we were sitting there bsing with him i forget what we were doing it was like the uh some on track thing I, uh, wasn't it the uh the icebreaker um when they bring pit party it was a pit party of some sort but we were sitting on the wall and bsing with Bissette for some reason 
And I remember Teddy was standing behind us. Again, I know I've told this story on the podcast before, but for new people listening, here it goes. So Teddy's behind us behind the pit wall, and he's signing autographs probably with his tour car. I forget which one he was driving at the time. Um, but George looks at us and goes, hey, watch this. And he's a ball buster supreme, but Teddy's ball buster extraordinaire. And uh, Bissett goes and gets a hero card and a Sharpie. And he brings the hero card back to us. And he's like, watch this. And he draws a big cartoony dick and balls right next to Teddy's mm-hmm. face, right? And he goes, I'm going to go get him to sign it. And he runs over there like a little kid going, Teddy, Teddy, sign my picture. And Teddy knows Mad Dog. And he's just looking at him like, what are you doing? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? But he looks at the picture, smiles at George, laughs. He's like, you're an asshole. And he signs it anyway and hands it back to him. (laughs) I really, really hope George has that somewhere because that's just a funny story. You know, that's just one of those goofing times. You know, guys just goof on each other. And that's just the stuff you got to remember. You know, that's the things that stick in my mind is all the goofy stuff we did when we were racing. You know, it's not even the racing. I don't even know how anybody did that night, but I remember the gags, and the gags are what's funny and uh, stick in your mind. Mm. But uh, you guys got to watch. If you haven't watched that, head on over to Stafford Speedway's YouTube channel. Uh, I wish I had the URL, but trust me, just go on YouTube. Just you can put it in the search bar. Search you'll Stafford. It. You'll find it, trust me. Speaking or go to, their, go to their social media channels, find it. They have links to it right now. Go watch it. We had and, a bunch of good races at Stafford this week. Did we? Yes, we did. I watched it on Flow, and I did. It didn't get rained out, and it sucks because it's funny because it's like every Friday, you know, like clockwork in Connecticut, it's got to rain, practically. But you know, this time they were actually nice to Stafford for a change, and it all went south. We had pouring down rain, but it was, you know, sunshine at Stafford. It was great. So it was yeah, watching it was, in the rain. I was cooking was steak great. out. I was cooking steak out on the back deck. It was thunder and lightning, literally lightning, like across my yard. It was hitting the ground right next to me, and I'm like, "This is bad." And then I go inside and turn on flow, and Stafford's racing, and I'm like, "Well, at least it ain't raining there." When you talk about a close, a, a near miss. I mean, Connecticut's a small state, <laughs> so yeah, and uh, you could tell that the people didn't come out for the show because they thought it was going to rain because the grandstands are a little sparse, but that happens all the time. You know, people just don't take the risk on their ticket investment if there's possible weather in the area. It happens. It's just part of the game. It is what it is, but uh, they just don't make as much over the top, But that and that stinks. Oh, you know what? we got to mention one thing before we go into Stafford, and it was news that broke this weekend that uh, former modified – tour owner don king passed away and that's sad news to hear because he was a staple in the tour and staple of tour type modified racing around for a long period of time and uh it's just sad news and i want to send condolences out to the king family and uh it just really sucks you know we're, we're hearing a lot of these guys going away and yeah i hope people take their place someday but you know it's just tough i know he was a former owner and somebody probably he'd sold this stuff off a little bit ago but you know, that just stinks. So I figured I'd mention that before we head into Stafford because I forgot to mention it at the top of the show. So, yeah, we we could go into Stafford since we're already talking about it. Yeah, you started off with the street stocks. Street stocks were pff, just the, heck of a race again. It's the race of the, it's the race of the night again. And they, yeah. you know what? They typically are a really good show, and especially since they took those restrictor plates off. Mm-hmm. Way better show. Can I offer – I know, Stafford, I know you're listening, and I always offer you a really – 
dumb opinion or idea. But this time, I think it's really not that dumb of an idea. Um, I know that they run on the Hoosier 700 tires, right? Um, is that still the case, Phil, this year? I believe so. Okay. Can we change that next year to the Hoosier 790 tire? Because I don't think anybody else races on the 700s now, because I think the Limiteds are on an 880 tire now. I don't know yeah. what the late models are on, but I don't think they're on 700s anymore. I think the Limiteds and the late models are on the same tire now, the 880. Yeah. So can we... I think that it'll make the show just a little bit better to have a little thinner and a little harder tire just to... Because Waterford and Thompson actually run the same tire now. And the first... You know, I know I've trashed on Hoosier before on this podcast, but you know what? After running, like, two or, two or three features worth of, of practice on those Hoosiers... I I did a tread check in on the first set of tires that I got, and I'll be honest, they're holding up pretty well. Um, so they must, you know, they must be a lot better than they used to be. And um, so I think we should try uh, putting them on a 790 tire and try them out. What do you think? I agree. I think it. I think it's a better tire than the 700 for a street stock style car. I think these cars really thrive on a harder tire that lasts a lot longer. I think it'll slow them down a couple tenths too. Yeah, but you're gonna see a little bit better racing in my mind because you're gonna see that they're, they're gonna slide around a lot more. And exactly, I, that's that's what my point was gonna be is even though they're slower, they're gonna have less grip and they'll be sliding around and more drivable. Yeah, if you have a if you have a harder tire, it, yeah, you're you're exactly right. It's gonna slow the cars down a little bit, but I think it's gonna make it so that that's gonna be better stepping stone because you're gonna have guys who now have to drive the cars more and you're going to learn more. So I think it's I think it's just better all around. You know, I think it's it's going to save the competitors a little bit of money, not much, but it's going to save a little bit. And I think it's going to afford better racing and it's also going to be in line with what everybody else is doing right now. So I think it's worth looking into at least. Again, I don't run the track and I offered, you know, ideas all the time, but I figured it was just worth putting out there. So anyway, why don't we go into the Stafford results? Because we were talking about street stocks. And again, it was a complete barn burner between uh, two of the top four. Uh, Chris Meyer and Frank Lethree. Letois. Letoile. Frank the Three. Frank the Three. We're going to call him Frank, Frank the Three. For or Letoile, depending on if you're Buckler or not. So it, We know we know Letoile does not mean the Three. We understand. We know that. Okay, don't DM us. We know that that's not what it means in French. Okay, we get it. But we're going to call him that anyway because we like Frank. and he It can still take sounds a, like three anyway, so and, fudge it. And Frank can take a joke. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Chris Meyer and Frank Latoile were uh, battling again. I mean, there's there's like four cars that can win and two that could really win every week. And these guys, my, Chris Meyer and Frank Latoile, are the two that can win. Yeah, they week. start near the back and they march steadily to the front. The other two are Travis Hydar and Nicholas Hovey. So they they're the the other two of the top four, so yeah, just a killer race. Yeah. Did, did you watch that, Phil, or were you out riding horses or on boats? No, I, I got to watch the uh, <laughs> the first couple of features that night. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I have worth a question: it. Who was that moron that that almost took Chris out? Chris got to Chris really worked hard, got to the front first. <laughs> I and, was gonna, I was gonna and mention who was, that. and that the lap car. I didn't see a rookie strike. Twenty eight, I think twenty eight. I don't know who it is. I, I don't oh, know. Samantha but, Dell. That's uh, what's who? Dallas family, I believe. Who? 
Samantha Dell. Oh, shoot. That's a girl. Ah, crap. Now we're going to get hate mail. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I, I apologize right away. Uh, it, you know, she put up a good fight to you know, stay in the lead lap. That was stunning and brave. Yes. My, my fault. We should move on. No, you fault. know what? I'm not moving on. The hell with that. Nope. Um, Chris yeah. must listen yeah, to the I, show. I apologize. Chris must be Chris must be an avid listener to the show. He was on the show. He better be. Um, or I'll take it personally. Because I remember talking about the fact that you can't put the leader to the back if they spin a lapped car out. And I think he was like, hmm, I think he's right. So he didn't give any quarter to the well, lap car. What's he going to do? Hit the brake and get run over by Hell Frank? no. He know? did the right thing. There's no friggin' way. If you don't have the awareness to know where you are on the track and what's coming behind you, and you know what? Scott Tapley actually does a pretty good job yeah. of telling you that the leaders are coming up on you. Yeah. If the leaders are coming and you're in the way, you get turned. We need to we need to move on. This is delicate territory, Brent. Karen is going to bitch us out. I don't want to well, listen to anything she has to say today. We get enough of that every week. I'm done. Is more Let's are go. more are more people going to like tell us that we're terrible when we walk through the pits at any racetrack that we go to like now that we keep going to race? I mean, God's sake, think of the children. I'm looking at a number, not who's driving it, people. Think Calm of down. the children. Okay. They're learning, and I understand that, but learn to look in your mirror, too. Yeah. Lappers in general seem to be a little bit of an issue lately in a couple of those divisions. And I know learning is a very difficult process, and it's all in getting comfortable in the car. And you only make that mistake once. And Don't I think, take out the leader. I think Chris did, well, the, anyway. he did the right thing. It's, uh, it sucks uh, because it caused the caution, but it didn't bite him in the end because he did end up winning the race in a very heated battle between him and Frank Latoile, so that win goes to Chris Meyer. Uh, I he think did he, a really good job of holding him off, too. Frankie was definitely faster. Yeah, Frankie yeah. had a lot more bite coming off that corner. He yeah, was real quick. Frank is so hooked up, but, but Chris has... No, Chris is an old pro. He can. Chris has more experience, I think. So. He's going to make him take him out. It's not you that know, Frank going to hold doesn't. his line, and that's the end of it. You know, it's not like Frank doesn't have experience. It's just that Chris has more, and we know more is just well. Yeah, they're two experienced race car drivers that win every week. It's just know? fantastic to so watch two guys. Yeah, you know, it's skill. It's fantastic to watch two guys who mm-hmm. have done it for a while, who are still young, yeah. who know what they're doing, and can put on a good show without being an idiot to each other. I loved it. It was a great show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and they're not afraid to make a little contact either. They. It, <laughs> Frank is the kind of guy who will toot your back bumper just a hair, but he won't even move you. You know what I mean? He's going to make you try to make a mistake, but he won't punt you. Mm-hmm. And I like watching that. Who got? You know who got punted? Who's the, that? The 12 car in the limited late model. Oh, She got punted oh, rudely, rudely. Rudely punted. That was uncalled for. Just uncalled for. What I don't I mean. Really? Yeah. Um, we might as well go into that one because that was the next race. <laughs> I limited. mean, seriously? I mean, she went three wide on him, and the guy, they left the door wide open for it. They were banging around. They didn't even think about anybody behind him. She yeah. made a fantastic move. Oh, just killer move. Uh, going into three and four. And, yeah. you know, she, she deserved to win that. But now that he didn't like getting past, I guess. I don't know. Um, no. I know Rich is driven. Rich Hammond was the guy who got that uh, move put down. I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. But um, he's been around quite a while uh but i i think he's still kind of learning what it's like to have a really good race car and how to race it right yeah. there bud i know you learned a lesson or hope you learned a lesson 
that sometimes it's just best to take a number and try again. Well, because she didn't really ju- even have to take a number because no, you, she didn't do anything wrong. No, All you, she did you, was fill the hole. No, you know? sometimes you do. Sometimes she made a great just, move. Sometimes you just got to say, okay, I'll try again next time. You just got to tip your hat and because go, hey. Kid, all, that was a great move. Because all, go. all he did was yeah. ruin his own night. Yeah. You can't ruin your own night because you got mad or something happened or whatever. Because I didn't see your car that out of shape until you got next to her. Yeah, she didn't I mean, make them loose or anything. It's yeah. just, you know, you got to just, if everybody would just calm down in, in you know, racy situations and just thought about the long term. Just because somebody made a great move doesn't mean you dump them. Well, or or even just a hair of contact at all. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's give and give back, and if someone even touches you and you dump them, or even makes a good move on you and dumps them, that's not equal. You know what I mean. You got to be equal. So, yeah. Next, so Mike Hopkins. Oh, um, they were racing for the lead with Gary Patnode. Patnode and Ede uh, inherited the lead. Then he lost a right front on the ensuing restart. That killed his day. And Mike Hopkins, who moved up to the limited late models from the street stocks, I think he's on a part-time schedule because I don't know if I've seen him at all the races this year. Um, but he picked up that win. He was awful happy because, you know, he'd kept his damn nose clean and just said, okay, thanks for the lead. And that's the best way to win a race is because yeah. you don't have to do all the work. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank you. That was very nice of you guys. Is Phil, I think you follow the guy more, but I don't know if Mike's on a partial schedule or not, is he? I'm not sure, actually. I think he's run all the races this year, but I don't know if work interferes. No. Well, I, again, I think I'm pretty sure he is, but again, it's I don't go to Stafford every week, so it's hard for me to tell, you know. But anyway. We watch on flow every week. Anyway. I watched. Yeah, anyway. Okay. So <laughs> SK Light Race had a heck of a hard start there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the that front row. That was not row, great. Yeah, the pole sitter. Yeah, Megan moved up way too close to Amanda there and. Uh, learned another little a lesson, a rookie lesson as far as uh, how much you could put push up onto the person on the outside of you. It's all in learning going into it, so. learning your vehicle's extents, and uh, we so. could we should at least preface how that happened. It was an all female front row with Amanda West on the outside, Megan, uh, excuse me, Megan Fuller on the inside, and uh, yeah, just you know, getting going, busy restart, made some contact, not restart, then, initial start. Oh, initial start. Made, just you know, just got busy real quick and and uh, yeah, didn't end well for anyone. If you're on the just... bottom, you can give the person on the outside a little extra room because you're on the bottom anyway on the straightaway. You're in a preferred line. Give that person a little extra. Yeah, give them a little half a lane. You don't want to ever touch wheels, and once they touch wheels, done. That was it's the end of that one. Just too early, you know. You just know, that was too bad. It was a shame, and yeah, just. Hang around that dotted line and give a little extra room. Know that you have a lot more race left. Think, yeah, you know. It's, and, again, it's it's a completely different animal. They're all trying to learn. It's it's tough. You gotta you gotta do it at some point. And if you make a mistake, you make a mistake and yeah, you figure it out. So yeah, well, they were all going to be battling for second because Alexander Pearl was one hungry race car driver after last week. <laughs> yeah, last week <laughs> or the last race, whenever they raced. He yeah, the last week they raced. Yeah, yeah, he. I mean, if he had tried a tire, he would have been in the grass, okay? Because he went to the bottom on everybody, and it stuck. Yep. And he went hard on the bottom too. I mean, that car was that car was on. It was a slot car, man. 
It was hooked up. And he was hungry. Just You could just tell. Oh, crap. Did, Who finished second? You could tell. Who cares? It's second. I have. I no forgot. one cares. I'm sorry. I wasn't. I was. I was paying attention, but I didn't write it down. So field filler Alex Pearl won the SK Light race. Yeah. Um, I did kind of harp on him on uh, Twitter after the race, I and uh, I got on his. I got. <laughs> I got on Twitter, and I told his girlfriend Nicola Rose. I said, "Hey, um, why don't you get your boy on the treadmill because he's huffing and puffing like an old man headed to the uh, buffet line." That's like after that race. I'm like, even my fat body ain't huffing that bad. It's like she says, yeah, I get, he has a free gym membership. He just doesn't use it. And it, well, that's on you, kiddo. You got to train, boy. Train harder. <laughs> His hands and feet worked really well. That's for sure. Hey, that's true. I mean, yeah. he spanked him. That was a, that was a real beating right there. He did real well. Well, I'd like to see him have a good long career. So get the cardio done, son. All right. That's right. I just want to give a little bit of a surprise and disappointment with the SK Light division. Uh, surprise to me, Chris Matthews in the 29 car. He's been pretty stout lately, and he ripped off a, a third-place finish. He's had a lot of good speed and, and some decent finishes this year. I know he's had a couple problems where he didn't finish races because of wrecks or something, but he's been pretty stout this year. So that's my surprise of that division. Uh, my disappointment is uh, Derek Debus. Uh, he started off really well in the beginning of the season, winning a couple races, but lately haven't seen him too much. Uh, I know he's had a couple races where he's made contact or had some run-ins or just can't get through the field as well, but, I mean, he used to be completely lights out. Maybe the field's just catching up, you know? That happens. Yeah, he's getting old. That happens a lot. Yeah, he's only like 14 now instead he's of 13 peaked. or something. Yeah, He's all washed <laughs> up. Oh, man. Oh. Puberty's making him slow down a little bit. Ugh. He's got a long career ahead of him. So we'll see him back up front. They're pr- nah, like I he's said, fine. He's, fine. he's fine. I'm just saying it's just surprising to see him after how well he's run the last even few years. Even Teddy so. had a bad year. Yeah, even he did. Jeez. I mean, the kids Watch already the got t- the Come kids on. got two wins, and I'm like, oh, he's off the radar lately. Give me a break. I'm I'm a never. He's had a, bad, a couple <laughs> bad luck runs and whatnot. What's wrong with me? Uh, anyway, late models. Magnum, Michael bro, bro in the Bennett. 88 got run over by the whole field in the beginning. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh man, did you see that? I mean, he. Yeah, I think Provost. Yeah, he got run. He over. was out. Yeah, he was knocked out of shape from the flag stand all the way to the back stretch. Oh, oh, man, he got run over. Just getting punt, oh. punt, punt, punt. Then I think they oh, finally they wrecked him. Oh, they not want him in the lead at all. God. Yeah, they finally got him down the backstretch, or he moved up or something. I don't Jeez. know what happened, but, yeah, that was ugly. Um, Michael awful. Michael Bennett pulled off the win again. I think that's, what, his third of the year, something like that now. Uh, he's been pretty damn good. I mean, Adam Gray's had a couple problems, but he's been quick. He That was I a think tough physical had, late model race, too. The, the late models there are pretty competitive, you know, let's I mean, be fair. Yeah, that's a tough division. That's tough. They're and, a tough division. You know, and, I mean, you look at a guy like, uh, I know it's his first year, but Zach Robinson, he's he's starting to pick it up, too. Um, but again, you're going against monsters in that division, and they're, they're pretty good. They might, you know, a lot of people who don't hang around Stafford may not know the names, but let me tell you something. That's a tough division. So you really got to be on to be good there. So, yeah. And he had to, uh, Bennett had to battle. It was a physical race. He had to battle Ryan Fern and Michael Ray. 
and uh, it got heated at some point. So I know um, Michael Bennett's been doing this all year long, just just fighting like tooth and nail, and getting it done. The late model, really, some, you know, really tough, man. Sometimes it's a bar fight for that lead, but you know what? I haven't mm-hmm. seen a lot of guys go around or get He's wrecked. He's Patrick out of Swayze the lead, so. in Roadhouse, man. He's the bouncer, man. He is the bouncer right now. Yeah. I, I would take a race with the top three late models being Ryan Firm, Adam Gray, and Michael Bennett any week over any other type of racing in the entire country. And you know what? It's I'm, fantastic. I am still eating humble pie because I've I used to be on the bandwagon. That's too. yep. You and I both. Oh, uh, late models at Stafford, no car count. Oh, they should go to AC two. Listen, and Stafford is so unbelievably stubborn. They play the long game, and it freaking works out for them all the time. I love well, that. Even Stafford look at the limited it. late models. The limited late models had what fifteen cars, thirteen, fourteen, but. Guess From like what, four? Guess, guess what's now legal as a limited late model? It's all the sportsmen and the rest of the tracks at Connecticut. <laughs> so, yeah. Like playing the long game again. Well, I'm going to put my nose in my tail section with the wings on it and Seuss fasteners and let's go. Yeah, you, it's the just, same. Just interchange it. Basically, whoop, whoop. it's the same Done. car as my. Just, it's basically my car yeah. with a little bit different body and a different muffler. And that's pretty much. Oh, and tires. But that's pretty much it. It's literally the same thing. See? <laughs> if, if they start allowing muscle car bodies, I bet you see guys like Larry Barnett go back once in a while. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see somebody in the limited late models with a Monte Carlo body like ours. <laughs> I mean, I just think I the bodies are kind of ugly. Those, like those rear wings are terrible. I hate them. <laughs> They're just. Ugly. I still think they should have creative wedge bodies, but that's my Florida. Th- you know, they should just have no wing on the back. Just no spoiler. Make them work for it. There you go. It'll save them money. No, yeah, learn forward bike. Yeah. The hard way. Yes. Learn how to drive it. Anyway. That's how I had to learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, all of us did too. Yeah. yeah. When, we, <laughs> you, when, you we, when we started Sportsman, they were like, what? Rear windows and spoilers? Buy a late model. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> you want headers? <laughs> Buy a late model. Yeah. Now what? Now we have late models. <laughs> Great. So, anyway. All right. Now we get to the meat and the potatoes of Stafford, the SK Modifieds. TM, trademark. Uh, Circle R. Circle R, registered trademark. Uh, Ronnie Williams picked up that win, and I forgot all about that race. So. <laughs> well, he won <laughs> on sorry. his... I'm sorry, I did. I'm car, like, oh, I Adam, Yeah, Adam, his car owner, it was his birthday. He won oh, it was on, Adam's on, birthday. It was Adam's birthday, and, and he won on his birthday. And, well, happy birthday, you know, Best present ever. I mean, my God. Uh, JP, our our former, uh, recently former, focus on the, you know, the one episode of the uh, uh, day at the races, a day at the races, trademark Sid's view, which you can view soon on uh, YouTube.com slash Sid's view, and you yeah. can see us on there if you ever felt like yeah, it. Yeah, he but he's like uh, Rocky the Flying Squirrel or something because guy's always in the air. He is just lifting off, man. I mean, the 92 mod and the 31, they got together going into three, and JP had nowhere to go and went up, up, and away. It's like... Luckily, he didn't hurt himself this time. Jeez. It's like, God, the kids got to stay on the damn ground. He kept going, but I mean, it was just... Poor kid. Yeah. So, uh, his father recovered from the heart attack a couple hours later. Yeah, he had another one, probably. So, that's like his third or fourth heart attack. Yeah, in the this last year. couple weeks. So yeah, you least. know, 
best wishes to Ed Pulio. Sorry. On your recent heart attack, but <laughs> that's not actually true. We're just kidding. We'll pull the curtain early on that. You all know better. But anyway. <laughs> well, we don't want to spread rumors or nothing. It's just because, you know, somebody would come out and say it. You know, oh, literal Karen. Everybody is literal. They're like, oh, my God, I didn't know. It's what's like, the, what's the Karen joking. for? What's the, what's the Karen equivalent for a dude? Kyle? I think it should be Kyle because. It's got to be a K, right? There's always got to be a Kyle in Because you always That's think always of the name like Kyle a, as the guy who drinks way too much monster. It's and way too literal. And drinks, punches, he, like, punches holes in drywall. No, and, and, and drink soy-flavored uh, beverages or whatever. Oh, that yeah, maybe. Like Soylent. <laughs> they have trouble opening the lid and stuff. Yeah, because they got they too much pliers. estrogen in their blood. Yeah. Uh, ah. Yeah, anyway. We should go to the Speed Bowl. Literal. Which is what we did on Saturday. Yeah, we had two days in a row. Are you, are you French? What's we? Jesse and I went to the speed bowl on Saturday because Phil lives we in Florida. We is French for penis. Yes. You know, um, we forgot to send the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Phil was too busy horseback riding and doing girl things. So, um, yeah. Gay things with girls. Yeah. Gay. Um, we, uh, we went to the speed bowl because we had a reunion of Sid's View, which you'll also see. Got the band back together, man. Yep. Yeah, for the Fast Five event at the speed bowl. A 50-lap, $3,000-to-win SK-modified race. Uh, good turnout. Yeah, we filmed there. We filmed pretty much all the divisions, and yeah. some divisions are going to be in the upcoming episodes. We filmed all but two. We didn't film the Legends cars because they should be running on Wednesdays because they only have five cars. Well, there was there and was 37 we, or 31 or 37 Legend cars at Riverhead that night. Again. So... Well, here's the thing. They about, were at the wrong track. Here's the thing about the Legends cars at Waterford. Legends cars racers give a damn about the Inex sanctioning and the Inex points. Mm-hmm. That's why, and they do. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of national stuff. They have a lot of different divisions, and they have a lot of different classes. If you don't have an Inex sanctioning at your racetrack and you run Legends cars, you're not going to get cars. That's just bottom line. This is why the Speed Bowl does not have cars anymore when they used to get like 30 of them at both Wednesday and Saturday in the same week. Right. They get they get like 11 or 12 on Wednesday, and they get five on Saturday. Good point. But you go to Seekonk, and they have a ton of them. You go to Riverhead, and they have a ton of them. They have INEX sanctioning. Again, these points matter to these guys. That's why they do it. They want that national recognition. Now, NASCAR for short track racing, obviously, the guys like the recognition if you're going to go for that sort of thing, but it's not as important. Legends cars are made by INEX. They run their own points. That's what they do. You get a certain amount of recognition. If you don't have it, they're not coming. Mm-hmm. End of story. So, yes, take what you got, put them, on, put them on Wednesdays, shorten the show up on Saturday, distribute the purse evenly somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Oh, put, so it, you can put it back get in the truck. 5 o'clock on Saturday? Oh, I um, I am going to take full responsibility for jinxing that because the last two times the Speed Bowl ran, I was ranting and raving on here about, oh, they end too early. They're you know they're running the show too quick and they're not selling enough beer or something. I don't know what the hell my reasoning was. And it was like, oh, they got out at seven thirty one night. There. Yeah, I know they don't. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, they got out at seven thirty one night and they got they got out at eight thirty the next night. Well, guess what time we got out of there on Saturday night. 
Eleven thirty. About eleven. Well, yeah. What time did the fans get out? Old time. Yeah. I don't know. I I remember I went to bed after getting home at about twelve thirty. It didn't really help that the. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I thought it was a bad omen that. Oh, it was the a power bad lines omen. went down <laughs> at twelve o'clock when when uh, somebody. It was drove the car hauler in, and it was just well, too tall. The wires had sunk down or something. It was an unfortunate. Here's what happened along the roadside. Here's what happened. Yeah. The Chapman family, SK Light Racers, have a big you know stacker trailer for their three cars and their three kids who run the SK Lights. They did not hit the pole. The wire was just too low, and it caught the top of the trailer, and it pulled the, pulled the pole over. It didn't really damage the trailer, but guess what? Now you have live wires. Now you got to pull down. They shut the... It wasn't their fault. You know what I mean? It was the it was the electric company or construction or whoever. A sinkhole. They should have had yeah, that along put the road. up. Yeah. You know, that truck would have cleared if it was put up properly. You it know what's funny is fault. is that uh, every time that uh, Kaz Grala brought his double or, hell, triple stacker trailer. Giant ass trailer. For yeah. the legend cars or whatever. Yeah. He never had hit the... He never hit anything, and that trailer was a monster. Yeah, but no again, problems this there, was but... this was a more recent thing where they were working on lines or doing something, and it just did not work. Yeah, for out. some reason, the lines got lower somehow. You know, and for some reason, it just didn't work out, and so that that was delayed for quite a long time. I know that hauler showed up. Like so it's not a good omen yet. whatsoever. Not, not a great good. omen. Nope. And um, I don't know if they're Italian or not, but. Uh, Definitely didn't rub off well on the Italian guys, <laughs> as we'll get into, because it was fight night Italiano uh, at the Speed Bowl. So why don't we get into this one? Oh, I also want to make a suggestion real quick to the Speed Bowl. I know they're probably not listening, um, but I know you got, I think you probably got a new pace car driver, but when Bobby used to do it, he'd pull off a turn two down into the infield and he'd pull down the center line right down the middle facing the victory lane. And facing the flag stand, whenever a caution would come out, he would pick the field up much quicker. This guy is coming out on the backstretch and sitting there and waiting, and everybody's going around for a lap under pace ca- or under caution speed before he even picks him up. Bobby used to pick him up lickety split right on the spot because he would just pull straight out. That's what I'm just saying. Just have the guy come down the middle and just pull it straight out and then you can pick them up quicker. And I think that'll help move the show along a little bit. That's not the reason why the show went long. I'm just saying that's a, it's just a helpful hint suggestion to maybe help move the show along a little bit better. But that's just what I observed. Again, it's not really any it's not even a really big issue. I just figured it would help a little bit. If they want an example, they can go watch old Sizview episodes. Oh my god, Bobby was a monster. He used to fly out of there. And uh who was it who did it before Bobby? Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. <laughs> Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> I forgot their names. Chowda um, and... Uh, yeah, Chowda and... Was Chowda Steve Olosky? I forget which one was which, but yeah, they used to do it too, and they were pretty uh, good Bebop as well. and Rocksteady. We, that's what we used to call yeah. them. Anybody's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan like we were growing yeah. up, you know what we're talking about. No, Kevin Burgess and Rob Olosky. That's it. I think that's it. Yeah. I'll just say... I'll just agree. Anyway, uh, so we'll go. We'll Be- go also and, known as Bebop and Rocksteady. We just thought they were really funny nicknames because it really suited them very well. <laughs> I don't even know if they know about those nicknames. They probably no, don't, they don't, but they do now. Uh, and anyway. we love you. Please don't eat us. <laughs> anyway, we just thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, 
They're good so, dudes. So. We didn't film the Legends of the Pro Fours because we just they just didn't have the car counts for us to do. Uh, you didn't Leg- watch the Cody Rose Spin Cycle Omatic? At least, I mean, that's one of the reasons we didn't film. It was all his fault. Uh, no, but uh, Jordan Churchill won the Legends Car Race. That had six cars. Why film it? Um, we used to film them when they had like twenty cars, and it was an absolute show every week. But um, again, put them on Wednesdays. We don't need them on Saturday. There's no cars. Uh, Rob Riccardi won the Pro 4 race, and the Pro 4 race, to be honest, was kind of a mess and took a little longer than it should. We don't care. We don't care. Uh, but nothing a good personal, we don't Nothing care. personal, but, you know, good for you guys. Again, it's you're running a two-class division with eight cars or six cars blah, or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So whatever. Next. All right, so we went to the late model. So, boy, here we go. Okay. Jason Palmer won, but the show, again, Italiano Fight Night, Tony Macrino and you know what? Aye, aye, aye. I don't blame him for this Mama one. Mamma mia. I don't blame him. You will see it on the new Sid's View episodes that are going to be released soon. Uh, but he got kind of punted into the turn four wall by uh, Tyler Chapman. Got um, a body, it, kind of body slammed him. Duele in the culo. Just kind of body slammed him, and he went straight up and into the wall. Tony gets out, and he's hot. And I, I don't blame him at all. I don't blame him because the 81... 81- Blew the corner basically and yeah, hit him kinda. so hard that Tony Macrino bounced off of him and into the wall. Yeah, I, so I was he just blew the corner. I yeah. definitely filmed it from the turn four tower. You will see it. And then yeah. I filmed then I filmed the ensuing mess after that. Uh, Tony's a very uh, what's the good word for it, Jess? Well, he's, he's got a, a very, hair trigger, you know. He's a very passionate guy yeah. about racing. Okay. Yeah. So he felt wronged, and I believed him uh so he starts walking back after they hook his car up and he sees that the 81 is still on the racetrack and being pushed into the pits or whatever was happening to that car so he takes off and he runs over and absolutely melts down and the 81 got going again so he tries to head him off and the 81 punches it around him luckily didn't get him uh but uh again i I would never recommend this to anybody. We all know what happens to drivers who try to confront people on the racetrack, Tony Stewart, et cetera. We won't go into that. Um, but don't do that. Don't tackle the car. Don't ta- don't try to tackle a car. It you weighs a lot more than you. You can't get them. You can't get to them. They're wearing a helmet. And, you're and they're soft in a and three. Squishy. You're soft and squishy, and you're in a 3,000-pound. You're trying to attack a rhino. Now, I have a question. It's not going to work. <laughs> now... The 81, I believe, was disqualified for the whole night for that. He might have been. I think they held I thought that was kind of a little harsh because even though he was the cause of that accident, we've all seen other drivers do a lot worse and just be sent to the rear of the field for, you know, an infraction. But this was not blatant at all. No, he just blew the corner. He just blew the corner. It It was was, just a screw up. Yeah, he screwed up. He made a mistake. Okay, I understand that. The guy's car is wrecked. I don't blame him for being upset, but to disqualify him for the whole night, I thought I was like, hmm, that's a little bit more than what past history dictates. Yeah. Was there something more that we didn't see that was going on in the pit area? I didn't see mm. anything because Chapman looked surprised. I was sure surprised, and nothing on the track was telling of anything either. So, And I didn't see any cops in the pit area or whatever. So, right. I'm so sure something was going on. It wasn't like, it wasn't like crew chiefs were being 
led away in handcuffs or somebody got bear maced or, or tased or whatever. None of that went on. I'm sure that so. they I'm sure they saw it happen and yeah. they were like, Okay, let's send security over there just in case to preemptive strike, you know, just to oh, s- make sure that they don't have something happen. Yeah. Um so yeah, that went on. And uh again, um Oh, in that race I noticed that uh they were battling for the lead with uh, Ray Christian and uh, Jordan Hadley. And Jordan Had- Hadley, Hadley was in the lead. pretty much had the, everybody covered. I know there was like twelve laps or whatever left Something in that like race. That. Yeah, but he pretty much had the field covered. Yeah, and he went up a little. He went up, and uh, Ray Ray had a bumper cover on him on and the outside. The two, yeah, on the outside, and the two touched. Hadley went to the fence. Yeah, Hadley turned around and slapped the left side into the fence. Ray kept going, and uh, I didn't see Ray get penalized for it. No, I I don't know. I don't know if Ray could even lift because I don't know how close the guy was behind him either. So I, th- I mean, if he's right up your chuff, I ex- you can't really lift either. So because you don't want to get run over as from, well. From my vantage point, so, I was I was kind of it's kind of tough. Just the room just kind of ran out enough where. Jordan got put into the fence. I was. It just you, looked like one of those. Oh my God, we're fifty-two minutes in already. Again, I was. Uh, I was kind of surprised that he didn't get put to the back from my vantage point. But I mean, I, I couldn't see from the flag stand. I couldn't see from turn one. I was so, I mean, way off. I don't off think there was four. any other alternative for Ray. I don't. Know. I don't know. That's. I saw he didn't get penalized, and I. I. I don't know. I don't know anything. I. I didn't have a great vantage point. But so. anyway, he went to the outside on the restart, which was kind of weird. Yeah, I saw guys restarting on the outside. I'm like, why are you giving guys the inside? And when he Don't and when he that. did that, the, the seventeen, that. the seventeen just took off right with him, and then he had, obviously he had the preferred line going yeah. into turn one and went by him. But then there was another restart, and the seventeen, and the 17 the went on the outside. Like, why is everybody taking the outside like, here? What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, you got the lead that way. You wouldn't want to, do, but. It Waterford. worked out for the 17 at that point. I would never take the outside on a restart so, at Waterford. There's no way, no way I'll never give gosh. up that bottom. So why don't we move on to the street stuff? But anyway, here. you know, Glenn Boss started last and finished third in that race. You yeah. just got to give him a shout-out. I mean, yeah, let's give him a shout-out. I mean, the guy had a – he got he got uh, in trouble in the heat race and had to start last. I mean – Oh, that's right. If there's one race car driver you don't want to give you want to, you definitely don't want to give motivation to is Glenn Boss because he will rip you a new sphincter. He'll come for you. He's going to get you. If he, you if you give a, him a reason to, he's going to come after, you know. And he was one motivated race car driver. He drove skillfully up through that field. Oh yeah. Very nicely done. Kept his nose clean too. He needed a couple more laps and he had had that. Yeah. Street stocks Jason Chicola's picked up his first win of the year. Uh, honestly, I thought this race was kind of boring. How in the heck? I mean, it wasn't a green to checkered race. No, it wasn't. There was a caution on lap on lap zero. Basically, yeah, they re- they did a full restart or full full initial start. But they went twenty five straight laps. Actually, How in the heck well, does no, that they, work? They did have how they did have the caution with like four to go, but they did like twenty one laps straight, and then they had the restart, and nothing really changed. Yeah. So, I mean. Basically, I, you know, I Jason picked up that first win, so that's cool. I mean, he was untouchable anyway. He he, he was hooked up. He nobody, was hooked up good. Uh, was but get uh, to you know, uh, Ryan Waterman and Al Stone had a really good side by side battle for second, and that's and that's pretty much what uh, Jason needed. Yeah, definitely to, to, to pull away. And I but, was watching Ryan. You know, those were that was a good hard race for second. 
but the leader walked away with it. And I, I've been watching Ryan the last few races I was there. Yeah. And uh, it, I don't want to jump the gun here because it's it's the hopeful me, but it's seeming like, and this is again pre. I'm trying to be good here. It, he seems like he's racing better. We've heard this before. Yes, I know, but I'm trying to be hopeful because this is. It would be nice to see. Well, that's very nice and diplomatic of you. It would be very nice to see, but it's you know he's he. I watched him race. He came from like it was about mid pack, right? Yeah, I want to say mid pack. Yeah, he started and first he, back of any of the top three. He didn't really make any significant contact with anybody. No, he made significant contact with people. Did but he? They didn't I didn't go see. Around. I didn't see any. I did, but that's that's neither here nor there. It was, just it was hard racing or whatever. mostly racing. It was mostly racing related. When he was at the front, it was more finesse than desperation. Um, so I would like to see. I give him props for not wrecking second place for a change. Okay, that, it, for driving, being on the outside of somebody or driving into the leader. That's I fantastic. Mean, it was again when you bring up the respect level, but you still have good finishes. That's what everybody wants to race against. So let's just keep it up, okay? I'm glad you had hope. Let's and keep it that's up. Great. I Next have race. to no. I have to give a special shout out to Mister Bonerman, Bo Norman. He didn't even show up for practice or the heat race. I think he was at a wedding or something. His brother borrowed the damn drive shaft out of his car because he didn't think it was going to be there. So Bo had to throw a drive shaft back in his car. Weddings. God, a wedding. That's even more homosexual. He, whatever. But he showed up, started dead last. Riding with horses. He's yeah, exactly. He started. Dead last. And in that race with, like, one caution, he finished fourth. Bo was moving forward. He probably had the best car there. Hey, maybe somebody spiked a punch, you know? He's, what, soaking tires? What? Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah. No, Bo's come a long way. That's a great car. No, He's learned he, a lot. He got a little got a little extra brave pill in him. Man, it was good. Good <laughs> run for him. Killer move, Boner Man. Awesome work. Hi ho, um, Silva. Away. I was gonna go to SK Lights because that was next, but uh, we can talk. Nah, to screw SK Lights. That's we we're an hour in already. <laughs> okay, that was that's do you not nothing. Wanna, do you not want to talk about? Okay, maybe we won't talk about it. So. <laughs> what, the record in the lead? Yeah, they No, I don't want to do that because I don't want to get canceled. Yeah, we'll get cancel culture after us. Karen no, will yell at us no, if we say anything. No, 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 Don't want nothing to do with that. That was stunning and brave. Watch it on Sid's view. Next race, mini stocks. There, we'll just leave them hanging. Now they actually have to watch it. If, if Sid will publish it because he may not even publish it. It was boring. Well, that was a good wreck, and I caught all of it. It wrecked like the whole damn field. I'm, <laughs> I had a great shot of it. We should watch it. Anyway. Yeah, but it'll be a best of some year, you know. Wayne Burroughs won that race there. Spoiler alert. Um, many stocks. Tommy Silva killed him. Just killed him. It was Doug, a great race for second, but, man, Tommy Silva was made gone. him look slow. Tommy I, was gone. The car too? What's that? Did I see he finally made the car his own, too? Yeah, he got some new decals on it. looked good. looked very nice. looked like his old numbers and stuff. It looked cool. Um, Bro was fast. But it was the first appearance for Doug Curry and I think Mark Panaroni too, Yeah, in the minis this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Panaroni couldn't catch him. I mean, gone. Man was gone. Got to the front first, and they were not going to catch him. He led more than a friggin'. Kyle Larson dirt feature. Gee, yeah, guy was just gone. Was, he was gone. 
All right, SK race. We <laughs> got a it was good run. So good run, Tommy. Uh, second win this year. All right, let's talk to the good one. SK oh, race. SK race. We got lots of good footage of that. We had what forty cameras, and I think we had the whole field practically. No, we had forty cameras spread through all four divisions, but we had a lot of cameras in the SK race, so we had a lot of good footage yeah, from I mean, that. One. I, I think Rocco and oh boy, and uh, a few, just maybe a couple other cars were were not as uh, cameraless. Yeah, cameraless. So Ooh. Rocco and Mikey Junior are battling for the lead early. I think what happened? Mikey Jr. bobbled going into one. They made contact. Rocco goes straight in the wall. I don't. Well, know. I don't even know what the. It's hard to see from it's, my vantage point. It's weird point. because number one, Rocco is not used to playing defense. I think he was just kind of and conserving he was his stuff maybe because it was a hair off. I think no, was, I don't think he would have let Mikey under him if he. I think if it was he just, could, if he was going to allow it, he would never let Mikey under. Well, that's it. the thing is that it was a fifty lap race. There were only like fifteen in. It doesn't matter. I don't no, know. Well, there was seventeen to go. Was but, it that late? Yeah, I thought it was early. I thought there were still thirty five. He to go. wasn't going to let anybody get underneath him. We'll see when the video comes out. I guess no. So yeah. But Mikey had just a hair, hair more bite off. Mm-hmm. He wasn't pushing as much. Uh, Rocco looked a little bit tight, and and Mike could get it once the tires got hot. That high side was really starting to work for the modified. A little bit. Yeah, you know, they could get underneath people, but they couldn't get the bite off coming out. The high side really was the way to go as far as maintaining your spot. Yeah, with hot wide tires like that, the hot, the top side at Waterford so, does work a little better, but they don't spray. Mikey got a so. couple good runs there, and going into one, he locked up the left front brake. He got in there a little too hot, got into Rocco, and I think at that point, once the contact was made, I think it broke an inner tie rod on the right front. It broke whatever tie Not rod. Not an outer it. tie rod. Yeah. Because the wheel, when he came around, wasn't flopping around like this. Like blah, 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 blah. it was, it was, it was, it was just a little bit like that, and he could almost turn the wheel. It was enough to keep the wheel kind of, sort of straight. Something. So that's happened. why I think it was an inner something. tie rod, not an outer tie rod. They were splitting hairs at this point. But anyway, once that happened, the car he's not going to be able to turn the car left. So we hit round two done. of Italiano and, fight night, and done. And, and and then Rocco goes up into the wall, and Mike. Is not uh, Christopher is not able to continue. You know that's that's one of the few times that Rocco's ever had to play defense, especially at the ball. Yeah, especially which is yeah, it's very rare, very rare. It, it, it's rare. It also, it was like SKs. He was at uh, Stafford. He was kind of playing defense. You know. Yeah, a little bit, but we yeah again fight night, Italiano yeah, fight night round number two. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Keith Rocco try to tackle a race car either. But again, somebody charged the Rhino and he was special ed was trying to run him down. And he was pretty hot. Yeah. He ran down the backstretch coming at Mikey and he pulled a couple jukes because Mikey couldn't obviously steer and the car was going like this and he's trying to trying to stop him basically and it's like don't charge the Rhino. Don't do it. These are 2600 pound cars. You know, don't get in the way of the rhino. Bad things happen. Mm. Just settle it in the pits or settle it in the parking lot. Seriously, stop it. But yeah, he. It's the again. We were talking about it on the on the uh, 
the show there that we were producing, the, the Sid's View episodes that are going to come out. And it's like the first time we've ever seen Rocco even come close to melting down. And it's the first time I think we've ever seen him actually melt down. Ever, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because the one time we've ever seen him melt down was probably 2011 when Tyler and he went into the, Tyler Chadwick and he went into the turn three wall battling for a you know, uh, top tier spot. And uh, Tyler got out of his car hot, said a few things. Rocco shot out of his car and they had to be separated. But again, it was uh, 10 years ago. I mean, we didn't see that for a long time. So it was very odd to see um, Keith be that heated and that animated. Again, don't charge the rhino. Stop it. Stop riding out in front of traffic. Please. This is not good. Okay? We don't want to be on the news because somebody got their ass run over and greased on the damn racetrack. That'll only kill racing more. Stop it. I'm trying to tell you now. Todd Owen inherited the lead from that moment on. And uh, he said thank you. And he checked out afterwards. Uh, My pick to win was Joey Gata. And he had to start deep. He started like ninth. And he was rolling the outside. Just absolutely rolling the outside. Whatever they did to that car, it's working. Mm -hmm. Because he had to battle. uh, It was, I think he had to battle Moeller and Timmy Jordan. And I think he got by them both on the outside. And he was coming at the end. If he had a caution, he would have made a great show of it. But nope, didn't get the caution. Todd Owen won, picked up the $3,000 from the racing guys in that 50-lap feature. Uh, I talked very briefly to Dennis Gata in Victory Lane because he came up and he was just beaming because he saw the performance of that car. And he told me, he's like, I'm speechless, man. This thing is amazing. And I said, you guys are working. Whatever you're doing, it's right. Stick with it. Gave him a fist bump. Kept filming the uh, interviews. It was great. I'm glad to see these guys really starting to get their stuff figured out. And whatever they're doing, it's working. And I'm happy to see it. Right. So, again, Speed Bowl. Good racing, man. Just fantastic. So that... Oh, Timmy Jordan finished uh, third. And we had problems trying to figure out where to put his third place oh, trophy in the car. And that, that was funny. Uh, race two with the 44... <laughs> And the 51 and the Oh, 24. yeah, the Janovic and uh, Mac- uh, Membrino and guys got wrecked over in turn yeah, and one. Yeah, s- uh sponsor logo got really messed up on that one. You'll see that on the video, I think. So Yeah, you, more. Yeah. It was not a good day for the Italians whatsoever. Yeah, just. I mean, we're talking, listen, we're talking like parts and pieces and, and olive oil and. Pasta fajoul all over the place. And friggin'. You know, tanning lotion and hair gel and gold chains just flying everywhere. Yeah, I mean, just... Everything was just, oh, my God. Bafa, ghoul everywhere. Spaghetti and marinara sauce all over the racetrack. I mean, everyone wanted to turn each other's face into chunky style. It was bad. Mm. Bad. So you'll see all that on the Sid's View episodes that are coming out later this week, probably. Mm, Bellissimo. And you can see that on uh, YouTube.com slash... Pasta Fagioli. I mean, uh, Sid's view. Sorry. Bellissimo. Yes. Pasta Fagioli. That's how you spell it, isn't that? <laughs> it's like ridiculous. It doesn't. It doesn't look anything like. Sounds homophobic. It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But it's it's that's exactly how you spell it, and it's not how you say it. So it's really weird. How dare they? So right. I have something fun to share, and it's the Seekonk results. Now tell me if this sounds like a broken record, okay? Seekonk results. Sport trucks. 
Barry Shaw won. He's gone four for five. <laughs> That's boring. Sorry, Seekonk, but it just is. Uh, because here's another one. Uh, sportsman, tell me if you've heard this before. Chad Baxter. He's also gone four for Keep five. Going. And I like Chad. He's a great guy. Keep Raced going. against him in the mini stocks. Pro stocks. Dave Darling went four for five. <laughs> Do you see a pattern here? I like all the Hendrick Motorsports cars. Please report to the R&D department. Yes. All the Hendrick Motorsports cars, please report to the R&D department. The only, Thank you. The only shining light we have is that the late model division, Josh Hedges won, and that made five winners in five races for the late models. So we got a, <laughs> we got something going here. I think we had uh, Aragondo, Lynham, Digasper. Uh, I think Tommy Adams won one. So what, what do the late models have that's different than like the uh... – the trucks and the and the sportsmen's and the and the pro stocks. I I, I honestly don't know. Competitive field. That's right. Crate motors. <laughs> All of them have the option for crate motors. The pro stocks have six hundred fours. The sportsmen's run six hundred twos. But the the trucks What's that? I said the sports trucks have six hundred twos. Yeah, they have they run a different gear package to keep the revs down. But yeah. the ACT late models, I think you can run three different types of, of oh, no four. I think four different types of crate uh, crate motors. I think there's a Ford option and you got to run a restrictor plate with, and there's a six hundred four with a restrictor plate, six hundred three uh, with a two barrel oh, and some barrel. some ridiculous thing, and you can run a six hundred two with a four barrel of some kind. I think I'm not sure. I have to reread the rules, but they have different options for four barrel or for uh, crate motors. There you go. We got to wrap this thing up, Jesus Christ! Um, we need to give a special shout out to a good friend, Jacob Perry, who runs with us on iRacing events. Won the MRS race, the Milton Cat 100, at Manadnock in that 47 car. I'm sorry, I forget your team name, but last time I went to see Conk or watched a race there, they were strong and burned up their stuff late and uh, ended up finishing well, but you know, not winning. Looks like they learned their lesson, and he's definitely learning how to be a better driver, and especially in these long-term races for the uh, modifieds. Yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs> how long is this thing? Keep, keep going. Uh, I apologize to all people listening on headphones. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know we liked him that much. Okay, that's enough. Kill it. <laughs> you know okay. what? For a first win, I'm... you deserve as long of one as you can get, man. Yes. Come in, bud. Not yet, bud. I think all the dogs in my neighborhood just showed up at my house. <laughs> uh, again. No, not yet, but uh, anyway, we apologize to all headphone users for that one and not telling you on uh, ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, we also have to give a special shout out to Corey Casagrande. I am not going to call you Crashagrande. I am going to call you your your proper name today. Corey Casagrande won. The... Call him a winner. Oh God, he's a winner this time. Won the seventy-five lap late model race at Jennerstown on Saturday night. Killer run, kid. Nice job. He's been stout lately. This, the pro stock race they had at uh, Stafford, he finished what? In the podium, right? 
Yep. Second, I think that's a new car this year too. Just killer run, dude. Killer yeah. run. Credit yeah, words too. He's always good in the street stocks and in the limited late models and all that. And uh, I knew knew eventually he'd get one in the pro stock. It was only a matter of time. You learn. You know. You'll figure it out. Well, and I think uh, Jennerstown is probably not super similar, but kind of close to Stafford mentality, the way you race it. So It's a half mile. It's a little bit more bank. It's a lot smoother. It's a lot smoother transition, I think. Um, Which surprises me that Justin Bonsignor could win at uh, Jennerstown, but he hasn't won at Stafford yet. Yeah. yeah anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're, we're basically done with uh, – yeah, local news and stuff so we could fire through some national news real quick uh aj allmendinger won the xfinity series race at mid-ohio thank dude, god it wasn't raining dude, this what's time. with the uh the penalty he had i don't even know because i didn't get to watch the race i recorded it didn't i get guess to watch I, it. from what i heard is that he he was you had a pit road timer really yeah and he was too fast on pit road but they didn't break pit road speed yeah i just i didn't get the I didn't get the whole the whole penalty. That it's he like was issued, he, he so. was like three seconds too fast on pit road. Can you shut the door? Yeah, it, it, and, that's just weird. And, and I don't get I'm that. like, is, well, this, is so, it because is it because they were doing that weird pit stop thing where they they have like a, a monitored pit stop because they don't have professional. Well, they teams can't make their mind up if a, they want to have competitive know. pit stops or not. You know, I don't get it either. It's not going to help the little teams because guess what? It's not. It's not going to help it because. Yeah, I know you're not going to be able to pay the big, you know, the big wages for a competitive pit stop. But guess you're not going to be able to be competitive and put the money towards the car anyway. Anyway, so again, I I'm glad that it wasn't raining at least for once. Jeez, I like seeing road races where you could actually yeah. see them at their best. Right. Uh, so speaking of road racing, the Cup Series went to Sonoma. I love Sonoma. And everybody complains about the the carousel, but like, it's so much better this way. I love the carousel. It's such a better track. Okay, no, no, they did it back in the eighties, nineties, seventies, all this other stuff, and then they tried to take it out because of some stupid reason. Let them race. Okay, it's better. It's way better now. Kyle Larson is on a league of his own, though. He dominated that race and won on the road course again. The meme holds true. Chili Bowl, Dust Bowl, Super Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Sugar Bowl. Doesn't matter what Sup- bowl. Speed Bowl. Don't matter. Larson by a straightaway. Kyle guy Larson just, guy, guy just wins. You know. He, well, he yeah, and he beat his teammate, which is a Who road probably, course specialist. Yeah, and the guy's he beat Chase Elliott, and Chase Elliott's won every damn he's, road race. He, he's got to be lately. getting pretty sick of this finishing second to Kyle Larson stuff. I think. He's I mean, okay I know it. it's all one team and blah blah blah, but if you're a race car driver, you want to be the guy. Now you gotta be the guy with this. So there's there's got to be some kind of internal. With, yeah, you'll you'll maybe you'll see it. But probably not with Chase Elliott. He's he's I a think good he's, dude, but I think they're fine. But NASCAR itself, NASCAR's got to be, you know, pooping bricks. Nah. Yeah, fine. because. We Carl Keycaver, his name was mentioned on this one because this was uh, the fourth time. No, it was the, the first time since 1957, I think that 1956. One, 
Six since okay. since a car owner and car team has won four in a row, and I was a car key caper. Actually, finished Mercury, one two. Yeah, one yeah. two. And by the way, when Carl Kefer's team, he's had like he had in that year he had like nine drivers or something like that, and uh, we won sixteen races in a row. Yeah, some between any one of those drivers. So Rick Hendricks got a little ways to go for getting sixteen in a row. Yeah, but the one-two finishes but is pretty good. The one-two finishes is going to raise some eyebrows, and NASCAR and its whole up, uh, parody and wanting every race to be like Talladega, upside down, on fire, three wide for the lead at the end of every race. They're not going to want this. They don't like this at all. Nope. There's no way that they like this. But I don't care. So <laughs> I just want to see good racing. That's all that matters. But they're on to something. We've told you, they share really well. They'll get between just all be four better. teams. All four teams have been running up front. Yep, that's why I'm saying it's 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 from the general manager, the car owner, general manager down. Yep. Everybody is sharing. Everybody's cohesive. Okay, so and, anyway, I got one final thing. Okay, now, uh, do you want to talk about? The Formula One race that was on the Azerbaijan street circuit. Probably one of the best racing street courses out there. I do, actually, because, you know, I actually heard that it was a really good race. You know what? It really was. There was tire... Wait on me. There was tire controversy with Pirelli because Lance Stroll lost a left rear tire about a little up past halfway, sparking concerns over tire construction. Uh, then the leader, Max Verstappen, who had like a four-second lead, lost a tire while leading on the main straight. Thank God he went to the right and not the left because he could have got smoked by the pit wall. Uh, that prompted the race stoppage. Teams were allowed to change tires. It was like three to go. They had a standing start. Lew- move on with it, please, Lewis Hamilton. I'm losing interest. Lewis Hamilton made an awesome start. Okay, went to the great. inside of turn one, locked up, went straight on, didn't oh, okay. score any points. The, the podium was Sergio Perez, picked up his second ever win in his new Red Bull ride. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, who was a four-time champion, has a new ride with Aston Martin and, and got their first podium in second. And uh, Pierre Gasly finished out the podium. Oh, we've lost Jesse. Jesse has died of boredom. I knew I'd get him eventually. Uh, anyway, he finished out the Pierre Gasly finished out the podium for Alpha. Oh, with his last remaining st- Alpha Tauri, by the way. What was that? With Jesse died. Uh, with his last remaining strength, he handed me his social media platforms. Uh, okay, so what do we got here? Anyway, you can find us on any major podcast platform. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com/sidsview. Again. Keep an eye out for the new episodes that are coming out, and we'll have a day at the races coming out as well. And go look at the documentary again. And again, go watch Bonsa's documentary and Stafford's at the Stafford page. Go look for that. Trust me, it's worth every second. And so is Sid's latest documentary. Watch the whole series. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BrentGleason01. You can find Phil at, since you're here, you can give it yourself. At P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-S Racing on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. And you can find uh, Jesse at, let's see here, 
gab.com slash ordinary world and facebook.com slash Duran X2. Oh, damn it. Not this. That, you know what? Hang on. I hate this song. That's enough. That's I Screw that. Hang on, I'm coming back. So, until next time, where's my kid? He gets, you know, the kid gets mad at me if I don't let him say it because he's like, I want to say it. Boy! Come here. Sorry for the pause in the, in the show, people, but hey, it gives you an opportunity to head on over to YouTube and subscribe to those two channels. Everybody already shut it off. I need my kid here. Boy, what do we say at the end of the show? Why is it the end of the show? It's the end of the show because we're done talking. Keep your nurse down, stay out of pets. Thank you for listening. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I guess that's what we say now. Keep the dirty side down and stay out of the damn it. (laughs) It's a zoo again. I'm sorry, everyone.